Welcome to Fick Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodity strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence Fick Research Team. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the ninth episode of the Credit Crunch podcast, part of the Fick FICC Focus. Uh, podcast uh, family. This is Mahesh Bhimalingam, Chief European Credit Strategist of, from Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg LP, the largest independent research franchise on the street. So we've all been obsessed about market upswings and downswings, worrying about where is the next crisis in the last two years. I think that took a lot of our time. And I think some of us including myself, probably could have missed some real huge market innovations. And I'm talking about credit index futures here. And so today we have a, a very, very knowledgeable guest on this topic, David A. Massey, fixed income, listed derivatives, product design at uh, Urex, and he's responsible for the credit index futures franchise. Welcome, David A. Thank you. Thank you, Mayesh, for having me here. So... I mean, this would be the obvious question, right? Why futures? Why futures in credit? Thanks for the question, Mayesh. And I mean, this is a question that we get asked a lot of times in our clients' conversation. So how I like to introduce the topic is always to look at the derivatives ecosystem for credit, specifically in Europe, before we launched these futures. And what we saw, if we stayed in the plain vanilla scope, is that there were essentially two main ways to get exposure to corporate bond market via a derivative. That is credit default swaps and credit default swap indices and total return swaps. So now with the futures, what we are trying to do is we are trying to create a third access point to the credit derivatives market, albeit via listed product. So future for us are obviously seen as a first step in this space. And what we aim to do with them is to provide a liquid and transparent instrument to trade corporate bond exposure in an easy way, in an exchange traded way. That is having a transparent order book, having the flexibility to trade it off book as well with your dealers of choice and having an order book again that is accessible, accessible at any hour of the day and supported by screen liquidity. Excellent. So, in uh, so for the, the purpose of our listeners, Eurex launched uh, in 2021 itself the Euro Corporate SRI Index Futures, essentially investment grade credit futures. So, as a new way to get exposure into Euro IG credit. So, tell me what are the key drivers? What are what is the underlying index, and what are the features of the IG futures? Thank you. So if we look at the underlying index first, uh, what we can see is that obviously in the Euro corporate SRI index, there are only Euro denominated corporate bonds. So there are plain vanilla corporate bonds, fixed coupon with ratings obviously above triple B minus and with more than one year to maturity. So it has all the characteristics of a broad corporate bond index in the Euro denominated space. For the purpose of our uh, listeners, the reference index is R-E-C-M, T-R-E-U on the terminal. Sorry, T 
every day. Carry on. Thank you. And I was just going to mention that uh, on the top of the classic index, index methodology, we also have an ESG uh, methodology layer applied to it, uh, which if we take it, let's say, in a very simple approach, it does essentially exclusion. It is an MSCI methodology that in particular excludes issuers involved in socially controversial and environmentally dangerous businesses, such as oil, coals, and so on. What it is interesting to see is that, yes, we have an ESG exclusion methodology to the index. However, this exclusion methodology does not really go and impact too much on the characteristics of, the, of this index. And in particular, if we look at it like from a broad index statistics perspective, the Euro Corporate SRI index still has over 3,000 bonds in its index composition and still represents over 2 trillion euros in market value of the Euro Corporate bond market. So 3,000 bonds, over 700 issuers. And also in terms of key statistics on the index perspective, we see that it aligns pretty much well with the standard uh, Euro Aggregate Corporate Index uh, offered by Bloomberg, um, which has, a, for example, a maturity profile very similar to it, so four and a half to five years, and a duration profile as well as spread duration profile very similar to it. So just for the purpose of our listeners, so the the overall Euro Corporate Index is the LECP TREU uh, for investment grade, and that is about 2.4 trillion uh, in par outstanding and this uh, SRI index that is the benchmark for the futures covers around 2 trillion despite the ESG exclusion, which is why they are very well correlated. Now, thank you, David. So with that, you know, how is the correlation between uh, the, uh, the, the index and the futures, when I say index, with the overall IG index and the futures performance? Have you seen that? Have you tracked yes. that? Yes, yes, we track that very closely. And uh, maybe here uh, it's like a nice sideway for me also to give few characteristics around the future and then answer to your question, Mahesh. Yeah. Uh, so in particular, if we look at the future, uh, the future has um, standard characteristics uh, similar to what we have in the equity and index space. So it's a cash settled prog uh, product. There is no physical delivery of the underlying bonds. Uh, and it expires on a quarterly basis, uh, which is obviously very important because then it means that every quarter you need to roll your exposure to the next expiry if you want to keep uh, maintaining the exposure over time. And in general, the contract size is of about 150,000 euros uh, per contract. Now, if we look at the correlation between the future price and the index price, obviously the correlation will be very strong. Uh, and it will be above 90 to 95%. The reason is obviously the future tracks the index and the future expires at settlement at the index level. However, there is still some deviation in performance that is essentially driven by the other factors that are affecting the future price. That is on the one end, the funding rate, the implied funding rate that uh, a dealer or a market maker will have to face when replicating the exposure uh, to price the future. And on the other end, the implied borrowing rate. That is, again, the uh, borrowing rate of the underlying that the market maker would face if it was to replicate physically 
that is with underlying cash bonds or with underlying fixed income ETFs, the exposure of the index uh, and in particular of the future. So these two elements tend to create uh, some uh, lowering of the correlation between the index price and the uh, future prices. However, as said, the future expires at the level of the index. Therefore, these um, bases that there exist between the index price and the future price uh, tends to uh, dissipate uh, as long as you get closer to maturity. So thanks, uh, Davide, for the detailed answer. So now the next question is, you know, I have to talk about my favorite. What about the what about the high yield market? Do what about the euro high yield index? And do you have any futures on that? And when was it launched? Thank you, Mash, for the question. And uh, well, we do indeed have now a uh, future on the Euro High Yield Index. Is again a Bloomberg index. Is the uh, Euro uh, Liquidity Screened High Yield Bond Index. Uh, we have launched this product in October 2022. So they are, let's say, uh, fresh out of our exchange, and we have seen a lot of excitement about them as well. Um, maybe I'll just give you a few details around the index um, and. What I would like to uh, in particular stress around this is that for the Euro high yield one, we did not choose an ESG index. We rather prefer to stay within uh, the traditional space. So there is no ESG methodology applied to the index. Uh, however, there is an additional methodology that, for example, differentiate this index from uh, a, a more classic uh, Euro high yield index, that is the liquidity screen that was added to the index. And in particular, the liquidity screen makes sure that bonds that have amount outstanding below 250 million euros are excluded from the index. And therefore, only bonds that have uh, amount outstanding higher than 250 million euros are included into the index. Uh, other, otherwise, the characteristics of this index are very similar to broad euro high yield indices. So there's only euro denominated high yield bonds in this index, and they're all having fixed coupons. Um, again, looking at the index characteristics, we still see that the uh, euro high yield uh, liquidity screened uh, index represents uh, over 500 bonds, uh, representing again over 200 issuers in the euro um, denominated space and uh, making up for around 250 billion of the euro high yield market. Yeah, so for the purpose of our uh, listeners, the benchmark index is the BEHL, TREU, the Bloomberg Euro High Yield Liquidity Screened uh, Index, while the overall benchmark is LP02, uh, TREU, which is the overall Euro High Yield Index. Uh, so the, before we move on to uh, you know the the contracts and so on, how much how much is the exposure given by each contract to high yield? I think we discussed it for IG, which is about one hundred fifty k. How much for uh, the for the high yield contract? Thank you. So for the high yield contract, and again here, contract specification of the future are very similar between investment grade and high yield. So again, cash settled contract uh, and quarterly expiring. However, we decided to have a lower uh, size for the euro high yield contract. And in particular is one third of the euro investment grade. So it corresponds to around 50,000 euros. 
per each contract of euro high yield index futures traded. And the reason we decided to keep it lower is to reflect the higher volatility in the euro high yield space compared to the euro investment grade space that historically have been around three times more volatile than the euro high yield, uh, sorry, than the euro investment grade. Again, looking at the um, characteristics, we see that these two products are, are very, um, uh, they're very similar. Uh, they are index futures and uh, they trade um, uh, very similarly to equity index futures. Uh, maybe I can just spend a couple of words around, um, uh, around the uh, return methodology. What would you say? Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Mention the fact that these are based on the total return aspect of the underlying indices. I think that's something that our listeners should be very aware of. Uh, explain it, David. Thanks. Um, so total return methodology simply means that the coupons that are paid by the index constituents throughout the month are reinvested into the index composition at the end of the month. And therefore, if you invest into the index via a future, for example, it is as if you were holding the underlying bond basket. And if whenever the underlying bond basket was paying out coupons, these were reinvested in the index composition, therefore making the market value, rather than the market value, the the, the, the value of the portfolio of bonds that you're holding increasing at every time. Therefore, if you are investing into the index, you are essentially, via future, you will be essentially getting exposure also to the carry or the average carry of these bonds. That is essentially what you're, you're always interested in if you're investing into fixed income securities. So we are trying to make sure that via these products, you are getting everything that you need to get from the Euro corporate bonds market. Yeah, just for the purpose of our listeners and any portfolio managers and credit analysts listening to this, when you have a credit portfolio, you're benchmarked to an index, it automatically means you're benchmarked to the total return index. So if you are benchmarked to the Euro your, the IG index, it is LECPTREU, which is the total return series of the index, which the SRI version is what the futures track. Similarly, for the high yield one, the LP02 TREU is the total return series. The liquid Euro high yield is the BHL TREU, which is what this particular futures track. I think that is a very detailed explanation uh, that we both managed. Thank you, Mahesh. Uh, actually, if you mind, or if you don't mind, rather, I have a question for you. You have now heard about these new credit index futures, which by the record, you can find on Bloomberg as LXYA index for the investment grade and AHWA index for the euro high yield. Um, maybe, Mahesh, could you just give us a brief overview of, of how do you think this product uh, have been used? Yeah. So... <clears throat> You know, ever since I've been in credit markets, I mean, this has been like 20 years plus, My, I always used to wonder, why are there oil futures? There is pork futures. There is oranges futures. There is equity futures. Why didn't we have credit futures? I mean, we. it's not like, it's not because of lack of innovation. We've had the credit default swaps. We've had, uh, we've had the total return swaps. Um, 
obviously we have the benchmark indices like other bond indices but we never had futures so as a you know credit market enthusiast and been there for a long time i am very glad that we finally have futures that's part one uh, two for the purpose of our listeners i want to say that the ahwa and lxya that that uh, david just mentioned the a means the last a means the act 2 contract obviously there are the typical uh, bloomberg notations that you find for each month you know the m z etc etc so you'll be able to find that the contracts roll every month i'm sure for any futures experts we can explain in detail later so to answer your question i am so glad that this product could be used you know as an extraordinary hedging tool so whenever someone a credit portfolio manager believes like okay markets are going to go down uh, for probably 15 days because i see some crisis or markets too rich so on and so forth they can get in and out they can short futures and they can get out of it in 15 days fully reflecting what the benchmark index would do so that's the first part second you know because they are unfunded uh i mean nearly unfunded there will be some margins of course uh, investors can take leverage long and leverage short exposure using futures and uh, sell another factor would be like you know you don't need to put in the cash as if you are buying bonds so it can be actively used for uh, cash management and then lastly you can use the futures to add beta to your uh, to your portfolio so let's say i want to go 1.5 times the risk and so on that is what you would use so for example in uh, in the stock markets you can see 3x levered nasdaq uh the uh, minus 2x levered nasdaq and so on all these are happening because of because they use the futures product so i can see all of these uses uh via credit index futures hopefully as we move forward ah that's very interesting and i mean you mentioned obviously uh the fact that there have been other uh credit derivatives historically uh, uh being very actively used uh, how do you see this product comparing uh with uh, more traditional credit derivatives right uh that's a very good question so when david says more traditional credit derivative i think we know which one which is credit default swaps and the itrax now let i mean now i i remember me writing these itrax primers in 2003 when the when that market had their first standardization so let's explain the key differences the first thing is the itrax are equal weighted credit default swap indices right they have only 125 contracts itrax europe has 95 non financial and 30 financial all 125 were equally weighted they are credit default swaps they are not bonds and they are pure spread right unlike the credit index futures both of them uh, lxy and ahw both are reflecting bond portfolios so they have both spread and rate risk so the future will be moving if the you know the five year bond uh, which is essentially the benchmark for ig for example is moving up and down that will move your total return index while on the i tracks that wouldn't have any direct impact it might have a secondary impact due to spread correlation due to rate to rates 
that's a different story but no direct impact so that's part one the second part is itrax is equal weighted while here it is market weighted uh portfolio of all bonds every bond in both in in the high yield index separately investment grade index separately so as we just spoke you know we are talking about some 3000 bonds in the ig1 and some 550 600 bonds in the high yield one so which is not what you get in itrax you get 125 contracts for ig and you get 75 contracts for high yield that is the itrax crossover so just to i think i haven't mentioned the crossover the crossover is essentially the high yield itrax index and that has got 75 equal weighted contracts equal weighted contracts within it now next difference should be rolling so contract the uh, credit index futures roll every month right while uh, every three months sorry uh, and the itrax futures roll every uh, sorry they're not futures the itrax contracts roll every six months there is a there is a determination committee which sits and determines which contracts go in and go out while for the credit index futures the the constituents change every month that's what i meant by rolling every month by the way the underlying index rolls every month the futures themselves roll every three months yeah, just to clarify for our listeners there is, in terms of live reflection of the market in one way the credit index futures are tend are what would i say quite temporally uh, accurate compared to itrax where it will take this half a year for a credit that is too distressed to get out or too tight to get out or something that is a rising star or a fallen angel to get out while here it will be next month itself so i think that we've addressed in quite detail uh the differences between i you know i tracks and uh futures so that brings us to how are they doing so how is the once the product has been developed how has it done in terms of volumes and uh, client adoption what have you seen david thanks mahesh and in this regard uh, i must say that uh, we have seen a lot of excitement from the sell side to come and bring liquidity into this product but equally so we have seen excitement on the buy side on the asset management side and maybe what is worth mentioning uh, here is that what we are seeing is that these products are predominantly used mostly now by asset managers by real money asset managers uh, and what we are seeing it is it's slowly picking up and is slowly developing in terms of open interest and in terms of trading activity so the euro investment grade one has seen now over 1 billion euros in terms of outstanding notional in terms of open positions whilst the euro high yield which by the way is uh, let's say the youngest contract of the two as it has around six months of life now uh, has reached already 600 million in terms of uh, open uh, outstanding notional so we are seeing the products making good progress across the uh, industry and getting more and more acknowledged by the um, uh, by buy side clients and this is something that uh, we hold dear and that we will keep doing uh, and obviously thank you Maesh, for for inviting us here it, it helps a lot in this regard so 
before we close one last question to you so what do you hope to see in the next year or so in terms of in terms of this baby growing up oh absolutely well um first of all i mentioned uh that at the moment we see mostly asset managers uh using the product uh from the buy side what i'd like to see if i really have to put a milestone on myself is to have a first cta fund coming and trading the product that would be incredible that would be uh, such a milestone because this product being a future can be easily implemented in uh, uh, cta strategies and cta funds given given the fact that it's traded at the ccp it has an order book it moves every day so for us seeing a first cta trading the product uh, would be incredible as well as a first edge fund uh, we know uh, we can we can offer a lot with futures contract uh, but most importantly obviously these are baby steps if i look at the long-term vision, uh, I would expect this product to start growing and becoming traded uh, closer to an equity index futures, which is in a way, and just in a way, because equity market and fixed income market are so dramatically different. But in a way, this is what uh, my vision would be, to have this product start trading a bit more like equity index futures. I think... We've covered in depth all aspects of uh, of credit index futures. I do believe that this product has a lot to offer for all market participants. The biggest benefit being the near zero basis you get with this product, unlike let's say an iTrax where you have a massive basis when you have a bond portfolio and you're trying to hedge with, uh, with iTrax. I wish this product all success uh, and we would like to jump on this bandwagon with some research later on uh, in this year. Thank you, Davide, for uh, being part of this uh, podcast. And we hope to do uh, maybe one more further down the line. And uh, for the purpose of our listeners, please uh, visit BISTRTE uh, for all European credit strategy data on the uh, data and research on the terminal. And please do look at the two credit futures, credit index futures contracts, AHWA for Euro High Yield and LXYA uh, for uh, Euro IG SRI. Uh, so thank you all. And uh, thanks to David too.